0: Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel.
1: Well, we've begun a powerful series, a two-part series, but my God, it's amazing how God is is, is releasing the revelation concerning Jesus, the suffering servant. Jesus, the suffering servant. We are looking and examining the uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53, we're going to begin from verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. That means, what is he telling us? He tells us transgression can wound the soul. A transgression is a violation of law. It's a violation of ethics, a violation of morality. Boy, how many times have we lied to somebody, and then we know we lied, and then the whole time we are guilty, we wounded our soul. We wounded our soul. We're never the same. After a lie, you are never the same. That's what transgression is. It's a violation of law. It's a transgression. It's a violation of law. And it wounds the soul. So here the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. So that we don't have to suffer the wound. We don't have to stay in it. We can be delivered from it if we repent of it. Because then God can simply apply the, the redemptive power of God that comes from Jesus having been wounded for our transgressions, praise God. He was bruised, though, for our iniquities. The it bru- it's very interesting what, what the Bible is saying here. He was bruised for our iniquities, carries the idea of inner wound, an, an inner wound, or inner bleeding. Yeah, uh, to, first bruised. A bruise, uh, you see a bruise is usually a, a something that goes, it's, it's, it's an injury, That you see a little bit of it on the skin, but the power of it is really below the skin. And so this is a, a prophetic picture then, sense of Jesus dying to deliver us from deeply embedded inner wounds. Where that are things that have bruised us. The, the marriages we thought were gonna wake out, did not wake out, we end up at the divorce court, crying, having to sign, having to dissolve the marriage that we thought was gonna be for life. That can be bruising. That can be bruising to the soul. It can, it can cause you to cut this inner pain, you know. And 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 in most you know in most cases the uh, medical doctors will tell you there's nothing that there that terrifies them more than internal bleeding because you may look good on the, and then bam you drop dead because you've been you are bleeding to death you are suffocating you are drowning in your own blood because you don't know what's happened because on the body on the outside you look great Jesus the Bible tells that the suffering servant he was bruised for our iniquities now the word iniquity is very interesting. The word iniquity talks about literally means twisted things, and in the Bible, every time the Bible, the time the Bible, every in the Bible, every time the, the, the Bible deals with the issue of iniquity, it has to do with generations. It has to do with genetic genetic inheritance. It deals with bloodline inheritance. It's about what we get from the ancestral bloodline. So the iniquity, bruised for iniquities, it simply means he was bruised for the hidden, twisted things that are in our bloodline. That cause us to hate, cause us to be addicted to to cigarettes, or be addicted to pornography, to be addicted to drugs, to be addicted to stuff that is twisted in their way, in their inner dynamics. He was bruised for that the iniquity that makes us difficult for us to act as decent humans to each other you know all that stuff some of you watching me right now the twisted thing in your bloodline is rage i mean everybody you i mean when that rage goes, you become a, you become a beast you know and then you'll oh when it, in the aftermath of, I'm so sorry i don't know what that was that was was you know i love jesus but what was that it's the iniquity that twisted thing in the DNA, that twisted thing in the bloodline. But thank God he was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. See iniquity is hidden because it's in the bloodline. It's in the DNA. You don't get to see a DNA. Right now you look you look at my handsome face, my body, you don't see my DNA. You don't see what's firing in my DNA. What the propensities it causes to me to have. Some people have propensities that causes them to do things that, when in the aftermath, they're like, why did I do that for? You see what I'm saying? You know, And so there are people who have pedophilia in their, in their genetic propensity. That means it's a weakness. We, we, all of us, it's, it's vile. We're like, how dare you molest children? How dare you, you find children sexually attractive? But you see, if it's an iniquity, they could be fighting it. But it's there, that twisted thing that wants to come out. It wants to to drive them. I don't know who I'm talking to this Sunday. But there's deliverance for you in Christ Jesus. Years ago, I I, I appeared on It's Supernatural with my dear friend, It's It's C. Droth. I did a book called Breaking Generational Curses Under the Order of As a matter of fact, we are offering that book on this broadcast you know, you know, you're going to see the, the book, uh, the book image, you know, in a, during this uh, the broadcast. Get that book, Breaking Generational Curses Under the Order of Melchizedek, where I go, I dove deeply into the issues of genetic iniquity and the bloodline inheritance and how they affect us, and now to get rid of it, how in Christ Jesus we can jump the line, jump the, the corrupted bloodline, jump over the dictates. The draw of our genetic bloodline into the bloodline of the Messiah, who has a flawless bloodline where there is no iniquity in the bloodline of Jesus, it's a life-changing book. When I went on Sid Roth we had hundreds of thousands of people that got delivered, that got set free. People who said, who said to me, "That amounts I fought with this twisted thing in my life, but ever since I jumped the bloodline using your Revelation, I got changed." As a matter of fact, if you're on YouTube or anywhere. Look for my teaching on genetic salvation uh, or jumping the bloodline right here on YouTube or any other places that, you know, where my media is found. And I'm telling you, that's going to be a life-changing experience for you or revelation. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace. That means Jesus was chastised, beat up. He was built up real bad. I mean when Mel Gibson reenacted in the movie The Passion of the Christ, I remember being in a, in, his, in a in a theater in uh, in Ms. Harrisonville, Missouri. That's where I watched the Passion of the Christ. And I had women, men, even some men who couldn't t- stand the violence, the the the, the way Jesus was beaten, the the level of torture the, G, the Romans put Jesus through, the suffering seven. Other women, women couldn't take it. They began to leave. Not, not, they dove the movie. They were crying. And yet, Mel Gibson, I can tell you, did not capture all of it. That's why we can have peace today. That's why you deserve peace today. So whatever is is, is causing you not to have peace, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Because peace is your portion. The price that was paid for you to have peace is too high for you not to enjoy it. The devil is alive. As a child of God, you ought to be the most peaceful person on planet earth. It doesn't matter whether you got a job, don't have a job, got a husband, don't have a husband. It doesn't matter. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. So when we forfeit our peace, it's like we make a mockery of the suffering of the suffering servant. The devil is a liar. In my life, no baby, I'm not going to go that way. I am not going to make. I am not going to make. Hallelujah! I will not make a mockery of what Christ did for me. So I'm, a, I'm not a man who stays out of peace for too long. I get back into peace. I don't care if I'm disappointed by some somebody. Somebody said something. They promised me, they didn't deliver. You know, and I get upset with everybody else. You know, humans. We don't what what you, you promised me, but you didn't deliver. Now it does not matter. I get back into peace. The chastisement of your peace, my peace was upon him. It's no wonder St. Paul in the book of Colossians says, Let the peace of Christ ruin your hearts. No matter what you're going through, let the peace of Christ, the shalom, where nothing is missing, Nothing is broken. Shalom in the Hebrew literally means nothing missing, nothing broken. But it also means to be delivered from the principle that addicts us to chaos. That's the literal meaning of shalom in the Hebrew. To be delivered from the very principles that that addict you to chaos. The chastisement of our peace. Peter was upon him. That's why I'm a very peaceful man. Oh, yes, I am. Sometimes you don't even know what me and my wife are going through because we don't even show it. Too much peace in the midst of all of it. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we have been healed. I believe today people are going to get healed on this broadcast. I see cancer being healed. There's a woman watching me right now. Right now, you've got throat cancer. And you are, oh, I, I, I hear the Lord said you are in Europe. You have got throat cancer. And as I'm talking to you, heat, heat is touching your throat. It's Jesus healing you right now. You better write me. You better testify. Come to FrancisMiles.com and there's a place or oh, to testify. Oh, Francis Miles Church online. That come and you can testify on both platforms we have a way for you to testify because God is healing you the enemy wanted to t- take your voice kill you before your time and take your voice but God is saying right now I'm healing you right now from the throat cancer by his stripes we are healed we are healed so when they were, when the Romans were beating him up, you see, you know, they had those uh, very very dangerous hooks. Those very, they would make these hooks, that, uh, these, these ropes, uh, that, uh, uh, and then at the end they had uh, metal that would that would cling into your into into the flesh. Then when they pull, it just eats the flesh with it. Jesus, the suffering servant, took thirty nine of that for me. He took thirty nine terms of that kind of stuff so I can be healed. So the devil is a liar if I will not believe God for my healing. 1989, I was so sick, I was less than 100 pounds. I had boils over my face. My testimony has been, has been, has been, has, has been published, actually, on, on YouTube by seed of the Supernatural, you know, and, and the miracle stories. There is one, look for my testimony on there. You'll find it. I'll go into details of how sick I was and how Jesus appeared in my bedroom in Africa and healed me. Boils disappeared because of his divine presence. Then I began to pick up weight. I looked like a stick. like looked like a man who had AIDS. But God healed me. By his stripes, you have been healed. So whatever you're dealing with right now, just put your hands on your body. As I, be- I pray this healing prayer before I move on, I feel an anointing to pray for those that are sick father right now in the name of Jesus I rebuke every spirit of infirmity that's afflicting the bodies of your people and I said to the devil let take your dirty hands of God's children for the Bible says the, the people that live in Zion shall not say I'm sick for their sins have been forgiven I declare this in Jesus mind and the people are being healed right now from tumors From deafness, different things are being healed. Vertebrates, missing vertebrates are being replaced in the back. Back conditions are being healed. Testify, because Jesus is working miracles right now in Jesus' mighty name. And we all like sheep have gone astray. This is why he died. None of us are better than the other. We only share a commoning, we only share a common experience called sin. And the only difference between you and me is I, I came to Christ 1989 and then I came to the foot of the cross and I realized deeply deeply that how much of a sin I was and how much my life was displeasing to God, how much I broke God's heart every day and I cried to God for forgiveness and I received Jesus into my heart and my sins were buried, I washed away at the cross of Christ. That's the only difference. And if you do the same, God will do it for you. All of us humans, white, red, does not matter what color, black, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what ethnicity, culture, color of your skin. The Bible is very clear. The Bible is very clear. That all of us, all of us, have gone astray like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. This is why it's difficult to, for, uh, for for this is why marriage is difficult. Not because not supposed to be heaven on earth is because we come into marriage with our way, with that de- sin nature that says, "Oh, my way." You know, you, you did my way. You know that's why if you mean in marriage, if a couple doesn't know how to die to that my ways uh, uh, spirit. That comes was all sin. Oh, that marriage is gonna be gayner. It'll be a messing match until they get t- until they're so tired they just go separate ways. It's too much fighting because of that propensity. Have turned everyone to stand to his own way, and the Bible says in the book of Proverbs there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end leads to death and captivity. Hell is full of people that. Will of hell is the the road to hell. Eternal damnation is paved with good intentions. But the Bible tells us, and the Lord has laid on him though, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What is the Bible telling us? Why lay the iniquity of us on him? Because remember, iniquity has to do with bloodline. What's in the what is twisted in the DNA? That iniquity has been laid on him so that, it, so that when we come to Christ, the power of that iniquity begins to break. Christ is the end of the power of iniquity over your life if you would let him. Verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted. This word of praise has to deal with demonic activity. If you go in the book of Psalms, chapter 22, you're going to find there's another messianic psalm of David talking about the suffering of the suffering seven. One of the things he says, what is on the cross, where he says, oh My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But before that, in the book of Psalms 22, he says, And the booze of Bashan have surrounded me. What is Jesus talking about? What is he saying? He's saying, Every demon. On planet earth every demon Satan has to offer every principality has surrounded me you think Jesus the Son of God the incarnate Son of God who came to destroy sin is dying on the cross and the devil is is, is having a vacation in Africa you must be kidding you I'm telling you, I believe on the day Jesus was crucified the day he was being beat up the day he was being rushed through the street the Via Dorosa I've been to Jerusalem so I know the Via Dorosa the route all that went all the way to the Calvary and I've been to the garden tomb I've been everywhere there in Israel I'm telling you when he was taking that journey when the Simon of Cyrene had to even help him carry the cross there was people mocking him laughing on him Romans laughing spitting on him until he got it got that you think it, it, there was just humans there I'm telling you every principality every demon was Satan must have told every demon leave Africa for a reason leave Africa take a leave everywhere come here it's happening here because the devil thought the death of Jesus would be the end of it all and Satan and who have total domination over this planet. He did not know the manifold wisdom of God that God was baiting him to kill an innocent man in whom there was no sin. So he could swallow all that first Adam did by opening to the devil and giving him legal rights. God is a genius. Trust me, every boom every demon was there. That's why in the Messianic prophecy of Psalm twenty-two, it says this. This is Jesus on the cross saying, "My God, why have you forsaken me?" We know He said that, but also what is not what is not said in the New Testament, but is said in the in in Psalm twenty-two, is He says, "And the boos have." Bashan have surrounded me. You know, the picture is the picture of these principalities, these demons, yakking and yakking at him. What am I saying this? He was, oppression is demonic by nature. So, he's saying to me, right now, I took all of the oppression. Some of you right now, there is demons that are oppressing you. You went go to sleep, chase, you have got snakes in your dreams chasing you, you are fighting in your dream, you wake up instead of resting, you wake up feeling tired. I mean, different things happen that's demonic oppression because demons are real but can I tell you so is that deliverer he was oppressed and he was afflicted he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth why not because he couldn't defend himself but because he knew I'm taking all of this so my sons and daughters in Australia in New Zealand, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia, in America, in South America, when my sons and daughters are oppressed by demons, they could look to me and get the deliverance they need from these demonic spirits. I'm telling you, I have seen thousands of devils leave people because Jesus took the oppression. I remember praying for a young man who had lost his mind, they were, he had lost his mind, he was a fine young man, getting ready to, go to, getting ready to go to university, I don't know what doors he opened up, but one night he lost his mind, began to run around the streets naked, took out his clothes, the police had to grab him, when they, when, because his father was very well known on the island of St. Lucia, they dragged him home, and then he was, when the, he was a raving maniac, so the parents had to tie him in chains to a bed, then I was called in as the a, as a evangelist to come and bring the well of the, to come and pray. This young man went through a massive deliverance. Demons coming out. When it's over, he, he, he came back to his senses it's like, he, he, he found that he was being tied to the bed. What happened? He found out what had happened. Today that boy is doing well, completely free by the power of the Holy Ghost. So, whatever you are right now, I rebuke every demon. Many of you that are dealing with are dealing with uh, demonic spirits coming to you in the form of snakes or anything else in your dreams. Right now, I want you to put your hand on your head. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I issue a divine restraining order against every demonic spirit as oppressing people while they sleep. I'm asking God that you close every gateway in their dream dimension. To, of this demon every platform every altar that these demons are using to come into your dreams of your people to oppress them in any way I'm asking God by the blood of Jesus you begin to shut down every door Satan is using while people sleep to oppress them. because it's written in the word Lord that he was oppressed and he was afflicted yet he opened not his mouth he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its Sierra is silent, so he opened not his mouth. You know why that's important? Jesus didn't open his mouth not only because he knew he was dying for us, he did not open his mouth to give us to release grace. See, everything Jesus did released grace into the human race to do what we could not do. How many times have how many, how many times have you got in trouble just because you opened your mouth? There's some things that you would not be dealing with right now if it was not before the fact that you couldn't control your mouth. Well, in the Messiah is the ability for us to control our mouth. There are times when God said, don't say anything, don't say anything. There are times when the weapon of deliverance is not saying anything. Then there are times you've got to speak. But many of us, we have a problem. We have a loose mouth that keeps getting us into trouble. It might be you today. May God deliver you today. May you know how to yield yourself to God so in such a way that when God says, don't say anything, you don't say anything. Even if you are suffering through something, that you, you know it's not fair. but God says, Keep, in your silence, I will deliver you. He opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. Who would declare his generation? He was taken from prison and from judgment and who would declare his generation. Why was he taken from prison? Because you know he was arrested during the trial so that they could take him through the everything. You know how things went. So that we know, because in the, in the ancient days, what the Romans would do when they would take you before before the Roman, the Pontius Pilate or Caesar is about to rule, you go and put in a prison. And I'm sure Jesus was in prison. And then when it was just time for him to be to be to be uh, uh, um, uh, judged, you know, by 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 Pontius Pilate, they took him from prison to judgment. That's just a, you're from to a son from and from judgment. Then from judgment, he was taken to the cross. Here's the point. You might be a prisoner or just came out of prison and you feel bad, you feel like your life is over, no, it's not over. He died for every prisoner, and even for those that are watching from prison, you know he died for you. He loves you. One of my dear friends is a woman by the name of Carrie Souza, who was saving quite a long sentence in jail. But while she was in prison, Carrie Souza found Jesus in the most radical way, and she became the evangelist of the prison house, led so many prisoners to the Lord. Her life changed radically until she was released. But now she has, she has a global, international television ministry around the world that is affecting millions every day. So if you're in prison and you think, you're oh, I messed up so bad, it's over. No, baby. If you give your life to God, God can take your years in prison and make them beautiful. Make them beautiful. Maybe you've come out and you just feel like a felon among the, among the rest of us. The reality is, God can use you mightily. Jesus, I'm telling you, he identified with everything that we go through as humans. Because if he did not identify with it, how could he take it from us as a suffering servant? I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, I'm falling in love deeper with the suffering servant as I go through this. Thank you, Jesus. He was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was struck, stricken down. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth. Jesus tested death so that he could swallow death. For before Jesus tested death so he could swallow it in victory, we were all held prisoners. According to Hebrews 2 verse 14. We are all subject to bondage and fear because of him who was the part of death over our life, and that's the devil. But in dying, Jesus destroyed the one who was the part of death and took the keys of hell and the grave from the devil. The devil cannot put you in hell. The devil cannot put you in grave. He cannot do it without asking for permission from the Lord or you're giving him the legal right by your behavior. But the reality is, the keys of hell and death are now in the hands of Jesus. The, war, the I mean, the, the conquering uh, uh, Savior. Well, that's why one of my best favorite songs is a song sung by Bethel called "His Champion." God, His Champion. I one of my I love that song. God, His Champion, because it went and championed our cause. In the end, he, he, you know, through the principal and powers in the heavenly places, he championed our cause, our, our cause all the way into hell. You know, then he came back, having I mean, taken captivity, captive all the saints that were in Sheol. He rose them so he could take them to heaven with them. My God, it was, it was amazing. That's the power of the suffering servant. And his name is Jesus. Don't take him lightly. He's not your cousin. He is the living God. He's your savior. He's your kinsman redeemer. You ought to worship him and honor him and tremble at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now listen, it would be amiss of me to end the broadcast without asking you to give your life to Jesus. And write us to I got saved. I got saved at FrancisMouseChurchOnline.com because I really want to know those are getting saved through this broadcast. Simply pray this prayer after me and say, Heavenly Father, I ask Jesus to come into my heart because I recognize he's a suffering servant who died for me, who he bled for me, by his blood, I am forgiven of all my sins in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you sent Jesus to take my place so that I can be take his place in your, in your house as your son, as your daughter. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for, for changing my life. If you pray that prayer, you are what the Bible says born again. You are saved in Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at FrancisMiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.